to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. No time for you to read through the notes that you've taken over the past two weeks, Chris. Hello, welcome to episode 201 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Welcome along to episode 201. Now, big shout out to everyone that listened and commented on episode 200. Well done you sitting through two hours of us talking. And drinking. The biggest. <laughs> and slurring. The, <laughs> making no sense. That's right. <laughs> making less sense than we normally do. The big takeaway, I think, was we learned that when you want to thank people, never mention their names, just uh, say it as a collective group. Thank you to everyone that was listening. We, we actually did know that early on, but after we drank a few of those. Right? That, that went out the window. <laughs> that went out the window. So, you know, uh, best laid plans and stuff. Yep. And, and alcohol don't mix. <laughs> that's right. And then we skipped uh, last week's episode. But that's right. Yeah, that was uh, a timing issue. Um, Sam was working nights. Uh, I was working mornings. And then the weekend, uh, I was in uh, Armageddon. Chris went and got our Armageddon tickets that we yeah. were, we did get uh, as media pass. And Chris somehow managed to get himself into certain places, which I'm sure he'll talk about later. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, okay. So anyway, what do we got going on? I'm going to talk a really briefly about TEDx Rukura because uh, TEDx Auckland, TEDx Auckland, TEDx Auckland, which was about so, three weeks ago, two yeah. weeks, something like that, whatever. Effectively, doesn't matter. Um, go. So uh, basically, what happened was I uh, got a t- ticket to go up to scammed TEDx his way into another TEDx by yeah, saying, yeah. "Have you got a ticket for me?" Yeah, well, so which happens, which is good, which is a thing. All the TEDx guys give a couple of tickets to other TEDx operators uh, around the country. Um, that's generally what's what's done. Um, they don't always take them up, um, but I, um, yeah, I grabbed a couple of tickets. So myself and Pamela, uh, Pamela Story, who is my co MC at uh, TEDx Rakura, and was also a speaker coach. Uh, we went up, uh, had a good drive up, good chat, um, and then. We went in. It was interesting because it was Pamela's first time at a TEDx other than our one. Have you? You've been to another one, eh? No. Oh, you haven't. Oh, no. Okay. So um, I've been to well more TEDx's other than ours than ours, basically, because we've only done four. So yeah, um, yeah. you've been so, to a lot. Yeah, I've been to a lot. So it was quite good. Um, now I don't want to sound too critical. <laughs> this is the Chris review section. The Chris review section, but because I, I know how things work, so things work in cycles, and you have people come into committees and drop out of committees, and the yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, you you know what it's like yeah. uh, being involved in that sort of thing. So I think this was a little bit of a down cycle for the for TEDx Auckland. They had excellent choices in their speakers. Like across the board, there's no one I could fault as not being a good choice as a speaker. But I did speak to one of the speakers, actually one of the good ones, uh, Hemi uh, Hemi Kelly. Uh, he was the first opening speaker. He was really good. Um, but I asked him how much training did they get, and they had uh, walking coaching sessions. So it was an open day of coaching once a week for four weeks, mm. um, compared to our four months of training. Sorry. Um, so yeah. So anyway, there were some great, uh, great speakers. Uh, probably the standouts were Jess Quinn was really good. Who, uh, what did, uh, that name sounds familiar, but I can't place her. She's a one-legged model. 
Uh, I must have read a story about her one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no idea. Actually, it's interesting because she got a speaker coach, a professional speaker coach named Diane. Shout out to Diane or Diana. Oh, God. Don't don't ever say their names, Chris. Uh, uh, who who I met and who we had a chat about. So Sam's just giving me a hard time because I keep slapping my thigh or, or moving his card or no, it's your leg. Stuff. It's making noise. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah. So it, it was worthwhile. It was definitely worth going to. Um, but I would have to say, like, if you had a choice of going to TEDx Auckland, TEDx Rukura, you could only afford one. You have to come to TEDx Rukura. I'm just going to leave that there. But yeah, good day. If only to see Chris and he experience the life of Chris live. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, big, big shout out to our very first Patreon uh, sponsor slash person. Sponsor. What are they called? Patron? Patron. Patron, yeah. Uh, Quentin, big shout out to you. You get your name shouted out in every episode if you want. Also, we will plug whatever you want. So let us know. Unbound. Uh, he might not want us to say that. Oh, I'm just saying he has to let us know exactly what he wants us to say. I don't want to screw it up. That's a good point. You know. That's a very good point. Because I could point. say something and he might be like... Oh, I will, I will tell you something. See yeah, that, go. See that... Uh, this is the lanyard you got around your neck. Yeah, see the number little, and there's a little dot there? Yeah, the little dot. RFID? Yeah, RFID. So that was a bit of a... Mm, not... not ju- great idea what? on their part. So you go in and all you have to buy all your food and you can't pay cash or use an F-Post. You have to go to one of the <clears throat> banks around the event and take your card up and get them to scan it and use F-Post to put the money onto your card. Um, this is your lanyard that hangs around your neck. Oh, so they're loading then, money onto that. Yeah, you load your money onto that. Then you can buy things from the food vendors. Can and you then get money at back? At the end of the day, you get your money back. Oh, you can. Yeah, I got my five bucks back and gave it to Pamela for parking. Oh, interesting. So, but, but the problem was yes. they didn't tell anybody. Oh. So everybody found out when they got to the front of the line and went to pay with cash oh, or F-Post. What? And then they're like, oh, no, you Bloody amateur hour that is. <laughs> when it, was, tr- it was painful. Keep it I'm simple. I'm sure there's a good use case for it. Oh, there probably but that is. that wasn't it. They're prob- well, and yeah. a, a multi-day conference would be uh, a reasonable use case, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Sounds good. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Oh, that's right. Uh, are you taking part in an Asian karaoke TV game <laughs> show? Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so this is really bad. And if you've got kids listening right now, you probably want to just hit forward 30 seconds, all right? Well, okay. So what it is, is it a... The question isn't so much about this, because I saw the video, but the question is, why did he send it to me? So it's an Asian karaoke uh, game show on TV I think- where somebody's <clears throat> giving the contestant a hand job while he's singing the song. What? <laughs> this doesn't sound right. <laughs> you have to watch the video. It's it's appalling. You don't see anything, no, no, obviously, no. Um, because it's on TV. But, yeah, his face changes. But I was just like, why are you sending that to me? I think um, at the at, at the bare minimum, he wanted you to talk about it on the podcast. Well, there's um, possibly that. Higher up, he's probably thinking, this dude's getting more action than you, Chris, on <laughs> national television. Uh, what are you doing wrong in your life? Or maybe maybe that's the only way I'm going to get some action is to go on that TV show. So, uh, anyway, moving on. Sounds terrible. The uh, back, 
there's a bad day for a mechanic. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, this guy in, I better get the country right because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Belgian mechanic, he accidentally destroyed a $30 million F-16 fighter plane. What? Yeah. So um, it's uh, he's... He's repairing a plane in an Air Force base and he accidentally fires the Vulcan cannon on that plane and it goes across the field and hits this $30 million F-16 and just burns it to a crisp. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 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 I have so many questions. There is, eh? It doesn't... Like, why would you have the plane on the ground loaded? Well, First the- of all, you'd think... I mean, often they take the... the obviously, they take the missiles and stuff off that... You think so, but the Vulcan gun, I believe, is not detachable. That's in the nose. Oh yeah, that's no, no, yeah. that's that sounds but you right. Don't have it loaded, like mm, basic two, firearm safety. The two mechanics were in, well, and and you think there'd be like full on lockout mechanisms? Yeah, for you'd the be whole a thing. Pin. You put a pin in it, like you know what I mean. I don't mean? know. Anyway, that's a story that he'll be able to tell for generations, as he probably doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and the reason for leaving your last uh, employment, sir? Um, sort of a long story. Yeah, I'm still working through that insurance <laughs> like 30, claim. Th- three what was it? Thirty million. Thirty million. Thirty million reasons for not being employed. Talking job. about airplanes, uh, I, I, Air New Zealand, uh, who by most counts, is quite a forward-thinking company. They've decided to get super enthusiastic and jump on board with the world's first pilotless air taxi, uh, which is based uh, made by Kitty Hawk Corporation. And they've done about 400 of their 700 hours of flight testing in the South Island. Right. And this thing's electric. It's just going to fly by itself and it'll take you wherever you want. And uh, it was all well and good. And then, like, I think the same day or maybe the next day, these aviation consultants have come out and said, you know, it's not going to be that easy. Like, we have enough trouble with just drones flying, let alone a whole freaking thing by itself. Uh, That's what one of them looks like there for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, anyway, it'd be interesting. But Air New Zealand want to make sure they're in the front of it. They said... They've got to spend a portion into this R&D. And R&D is... For anybody, it's you don't get a dollar back for every dollar you spend. Not at all. You'll spend five dollars and get nothing back. You'll spend an extra one dollar and get two hundred dollars back for it. You know what I mean? Like, well, they've sort of they've said that they're uh, made an agreement to collaboratively work with these guys, but they've refused to elaborate if they mean supporting it financially or through their aircraft engineering expertise. Right. We'll see. They, they, good on them for being involved. I think it's the right call. Even if it goes down some dead-end paths, they're going to learn stuff that they didn't know before, right? Possibly. That's what r and is all about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I've got this. This is, whoops, the best. I'm hitting everything today. Uh, this is the best, um, best uh, headline I've seen for a while. Man run over by a lawnmower while trying to kill some with chainsaw, police say. <laughs> so uh, is one of them on, I assume, a ride on lawnmower? Do we know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a, a ride on lawnmower. Um, he was trying to kill his son with a chainsaw, but um, because he got run over with the lawnmower, he had to have his leg amputated. <laughs> Actually, talking about chainsaws... Um, it's, he's a 76-year-old. Oh. Dude. Talking anyway. about chainsaws, I will share this on the Chris and Sam um, Facebook page. Uh, there's a giant pumpkin grower on a YouTube channel I follow, and he's like, hey, we're going to get the seeds out of this pumpkin. And he posted like yesterday. And he goes, all the kids are here. They've got all their weapons. And he's his wife's filming it. And he's got 
uh, I don't know, an eight, six and a four-year-old kid. One has a hammer. I think the six-year-old's got a giant machete. And the other kid had uh, uh, something else. And they start smashing up their pumpkins. Like, I don't know why you'd have a kid with a machete. And then he starts up a chainsaw. And this chainsaw's got like a loose chain. And he's got no safety protection on. And he's doing these weird cuts. And I reckon he was pretty close to like cutting his leg or something. But anyway. Oh, man. Hey, um... I had a, a random thing. Yeah. So I we had some a, a loss prevention course at work this week. Oh, how that? Yeah, how that go? Yeah, it was, it was good. Very interesting. This woman, it's her full time job. Um, for Gilmore's or everyone else? Uh, food stuff. Well, she food she stuff. contracts. She contracts. Yeah, because so Bun- Bunnings has their own guy as well. Yeah, that travels yeah. the country. Yeah, and she's done some work with Bunnings because I mentioned the Bunnings thing that you were talking to me about the other day. And so she's really cool. She's um, Carolyn. She looks like n- nothing special at all. But the first thing she does is she comes in and steals from you. <laughs> She shoplifts a whole bunch of stuff before the day starts. Oh, so she's like, then, I've been in your store and I've got all this. Yeah. And she goes, this is what I stole. This is how I stole it. This is what you could have done. Interestingly, one of the biggest things you can do is to say hello and just engage yeah, people when they're yep. coming in the store. And she goes, nobody does that. Three people said hello to her before she even got to steal her first thing. Somebody outside. As she was going, oh, they were going to the smoke, and she yeah. go, "G'day, how are you going?" That's got to be good. And isn't then, it? yeah, she was just amazed. She was actually on the phone to the boss, walking around, going, "I can't believe it! I've already had two of your people say hello to me." I've been to your. <laughs> I think I've been to your store twice. Well, no, once to buy something, and yeah, everyone does say hello. They're real friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a big up. Uh, but anyway, what what the reason I bring this up is because of a story we talked about. In an earlier episode, I'm not even tell, try and guess when it was. Fog cannons, right? yes. Actually, um, talking about yeah, carry on. So that was in. Uh, I actually researched that for you because I knew you wouldn't. Episode 167. 167. Um, so um, fog cannons. So what got me is she said. Um, I wish I hadn't said her name now. She she basically said I'll, I'll that, that dairies <laughs> dairies and that's well. Doesn't give a surname, so nobody knows. Um, dairies and that are probably the biggest receiver of stolen goods. She says, I have no um, sympathy for dairies and stuff like that. And they keep complaining about being oh. um, broken into for okay. cigarettes and stuff, okay. you know, and they get abused and, and hit. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, she goes, the reason I don't have any sympathy for them is this fog cannon technology that Mobile put in all around the place. Yeah. Uh, Be- costs $5,000. Yeah. And the there was a, a nationwide program, and they started in Hamilton because Hamilton's one of the worst places yes, for theft and that sort totally. of thing. And they offered every dairy one of these fog cannons. It's five thousand dollars. You just pay two fifty. That's right. We we talked about it in one sixty seven. Oh, did we? Yeah, there was a big I subsidy. That. No, it no, was, we we talked all about that, and they all turned it down. Nobody took it up. I, um, I there'd be a couple because there must I, be a couple. I have seen footage of one go off. Yeah, and it's real cool. I know, well, I thought there was a gas station where that. Where no, that, no, I've seen footage. a dairy one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen a dairy footage of a dairy one go off, and um, yeah, they they're trying to get over the counter, and then this thing goes off, and then they don't know what's going on, and they just have to get out. Like it changes their whole perspective. Like they like we can't, you know, the criminal has to get out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I I just thought that was a good follow up, and it was interesting, and I. Didn't know that. I don't remember. But that still, you don't. You know, I do. You but don't. you would pay two fifty, wouldn't you? I would. 
I don't know, unless unless there's some sort of weird follow-up thing or something to do with insurance or there's worry about it's damaging. I, I mean, I can't imagine it doing anything, but, you know, imagine if it went off and then oh, all your stock's like half screwed. Like any food product that's unwrapped. You know, I don't know. Be, I don't know. I'd still be, be better I, than getting hit over the head with a freaking axe or something. I don't know. There'll be shitty. something in there, I reckon. If someone knows a dairy owner that knows about this, let us know. Yeah, yeah. If you know more about the fog cannons, maybe I'm just... Um, I have been known to be pro, um, prone to hearsay before. Hey, uh, there was this... Uh, I think it's... I'll just check here. Uh, in a... In America, they have great products, especially for Halloween and stuff. We don't have it here. Uh, burger King's bringing out the Nightmare King. Um, it's a burger that they've designed. So uh, the other year, they brought out that one that had the black burger buns. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, this one... Um, oh, it's not showing me the pitch. Uh, oh, it's on a green sesame seed bun. So the bun's green this time. But it's clinically proven to induce nightmares. What? They've... Um, they, they, <laughs> They've got, and, and this is a good thing. This is a saleable. Yeah, they're going to sell it from October the twenty second through November the first to our American listeners. Please check it out. We want to find out. They've got a whole bunch of different. Yeah, pro- no, different- totally. If you listen to this and you please go and try one, they've got it. Yeah, uh, we can reimburse you the cost of the burger and. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> you have to send us some audio of whether you got nightmares or not. Yeah, so they've uh, the videos. They got people hooked up to monitoring machines. Uh, the incidence of nightmares increased three point five times over the normal rate, and apparently it's due to the various proteins they've put in this bun. Oh God, this sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> oh, oh no, listen the to it. Oh. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> uh, there's been a lot about the Saudis this week with um, with uh, Khashoggi, Khashoggi. It just goes Getting, on and on and I on. I know, I know. And I was, I was. Did all... you see the latest one? No, what was that? So the the footage of him, the footage of him leaving or going or something, isn't him. It's one of the assassins wearing his clothes. It's a body double assassin. They've worked out now wearing his clothes. Oh my god! I know. I didn't see that. That's I just didn't come know out that. today. All oh, right. No, I didn't know that. And, and I mean, I was like. How do the Turkish know what's going on in the consulate? And then they said it was this Apple Watch, which sounds like it was a dodgy uh, attempt from the Turkish to sort of say, oh, this is the reason we got this audio and video. But they're like, there's no way the Apple Watch would be able to do that when the phone's outside and da 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 So they reckon the Turkish must have some cameras in the embassy. Yeah. And that's how they've got it. But they can't so they know but they can't tell anybody they know or why they know or how they know. And yeah. Uh, and then um, the main guy was he was trained a little bit in um Australia. Yeah. But what I wanted to shine a light on, even though it's a terrible light, is this uh the the bus in Yemen. Now this was a few days ago now. But it was a school bus got shot by a rocket in Yemen. Okay. There were 72 fatalities from the age of 6 to 13. Yeah. And I heard that and I went, oh, that's terrible. Somebody's fired a rocket down um, and, and hit- accidentally hit a bus. Okay. But no, the bus driver He's carrying stopped, a rocket. Oh, no. went into the shop, grabbed water for all the kids, brought it back, gave it to the kids, went back into the shop to buy himself a sandwich Okay, yeah. And as he was leaving, there was this huge explosion. He went flying. He thought the shop had been blown up. And then he realized all the kids had been attacked oh. by a yeah a rocket um, in a busy street. 
Like it was just the bus that it got hit. And I'm like, how come I haven't heard about this? Like that's huge, right? Well, you seventy two yeah, kids. But, uh, the the stuff that the news media here plays is any news media is crazy because you heard about the you've been following the mass shooting in Russia. Yeah, yeah. And straight away, oh, Putin's like, no, no, it was a gas explosion. Even though, that, oh, did he say that? Yeah, he said it. He said he came up with all these random things. Even after the experts were like, no, it's mass shooting, and we've got the stuff. We know who it was, and. Yeah, because I did hear him blame uh, social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of problems. But I didn't hear his first thing. So, yeah, uh, the world's screwed, folks, just basically. Hey. Um, On on a nicer note, just because I I I brought it down, Carol Spinney has retired after 50 years. That's a long time. Yeah. So, Carol Spinney, (laughs) if you don't know, was the last remaining original puppeteer from the start of Sesame Street. Carol's retiring this month. He played Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. Now, for the last few uh, years, I believe, he hasn't been able to do the uh, movements for Big Bird. Like some, It's too heavy. Yeah, Somebody yeah. else has been doing that, and he's still been doing the voice. Yeah, sounds but about right. But he's retiring shortly. Um, but it, you just don't think of those puppets as being, a, you know, having a person with them, particularly not for... 50 years, you just assume, oh, the crew comes in, yeah, the crew comes in and you go, um, oh, it's your turn to be Big Bird today, Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll do, you know, Kermit. But no, they each had their own thing. Yeah, so there's a, um, I hate when you read a story and you could easily find the information you wanted like last week and then you go back into it and I swear they've rewritten the story. Maybe or edited it. Anyway, there's a really good documentary about him. Um, oh, really? If, yeah. If oh, you want okay. to find it, it's called. I'm trying to just find the name of it. I think it's like. I swear this article's different. I'll spell. It's, I'll spell. it's called Playing Big Bird. Playing Big Bird. Oh, yeah. um, and because he talks about, and I think we may have mentioned this before, he there was talk potentially of him being um, going into space with NASA in the early days, and it was on the Challenger flight. And they worked. They they didn't agree to it or anything. And they sort of said, "Well, the 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 puppet's too big. It's not going to work." So they gave it to a teacher. And the whole NASA plan was they were going to send up all these people, and they had um, this big ballot of like scientists and teachers and all these people. And uh, obviously that blew up, and everyone died, and they, it never happened. And he he talks about that, and I think it weighed quite heavily on him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because there was a teacher in that NASA that yeah. Challenger flight. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, not. How, I've got a job offer for you, Chris, and I want to hear what you reckon about it. Right. What's that? This has come up, and uh, they they were questioning if uh, is this the most unreasonable job in New Zealand? And I was like, oh, this would be interesting. I don't know where this is going to go. So, do you want to stay on an Auckland island for two thousand six hundred and forty hours and not get paid? Right. So, Doc, they want someone to work for one hundred and ten days on Tiri Tiri Martangi Island, and you've got to help protect the threatened hihi during its breeding season, okay? So they're going to do 11 stints of 10 days at a time. That's the thing. And it says, ideally, you'll be able to commit to all the below stints as it takes time to build the skills, and you will gain much from this experience. Traditionally, um, this role has only ever been filled by foreigners because no Kiwi wants to do this. This year, they're trying to find someone. You have to provide all your own food, all your own gear, live in a bunkhouse, share a kitchen and bathroom facilities with any member of the public that goes out there. 
you got to have all your own gear and it's got to be all suited for every condition, cold, hot, wind, rain, mud. And um, But you will get free ferry rides. It's pretty much the only thing they can offer you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, because um, I know I was when you started to, telling me about it. I'm like, I know somebody who did that, and then I realised, oh yeah, she's English, <laughs> <laughs> Nicola. So um, Nicola uh, did that, yeah, um, and she did it three years, I think. She but you it. can see why. But, but she had to have time off work. Yeah. For months at a time, or a month, or whatever it was. Yeah. I can't remember the details, and it might not be the exact same thing, but it Similar, was, yeah. was islands off, and I think it was around Auckland, because she's Auckland-based. And um, she, because I remember her talking about, oh, I can't do it again, I can't afford to take the time off work anymore. Um, but she really loved it. Whoa. Hey, did you know um, Chow Yun-Fat? Yeah, well, I know of him. You know of him. He's um, He only lives on about $100 a month, this guy. What? He's worth $714 million. What? Yep. And he's when he dies, he's going to give the whole lot to charity. And he said, I'm just a part-time caretaker of this money. It's not mine. And uh, his wife said, yeah, he doesn't really own anything. Yeah, he needs to go to a business conference like that uh, Vaynerchuk one and learn what the value of money yeah. is. And he needs to spend it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he helps out with charity work. Um He's got no children, which probably helps. Uh, but his wife said that, yeah, he doesn't really spend any money on anything. And um, he likes wearing uh, $2 sandals and a $14 shirt and uh, rides public transport everywhere. Good on him. Good on him. Um, oh, yeah. So um, I guess I will talk about um, Armageddon because that ties in nicely to my sit-down chat with... Um, <laughs> With Jimmy Wong. I was actually thinking after I recorded it, I was like, gee, I wonder if you could just uh, edit me asking all the questions and it sounded like I interviewed him instead of him talking to our audience. But then I listened to the tape and went, yeah, nah. no. <laughs> Can't get away with that. So Chris ended up going to Armageddon. He got the tickets and he interviewed a couple of people. So we'll have some audio yep. coming out of so, that. Well, uh, I've been given the audio. <laughs> I have to go through it. You haven't heard it yet? No. Okay. Yet. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, I didn't have the, the full-on gear that Sam has. Um, I just had my little digital voice recorder, the little, little one, uh, Olympus one. And so I did it before the thing opened. So I thought, oh, this would be nice and quiet. But when I listened to it, it's like, oh, it's so echoey and you can hear all these people moving around. And it sounds really noisy. Um, not as noisy as it would have if there were crowds of people, because there were crowds of people during the, the day, but this was before it opened. Anyway, um, so I talked to uh, AFK, a couple of people from AFK, which, if you don't know, is a web series. We've talked about it before. Yes, in um, one of the very first episodes of the Chris and Sam podcast, uh, we talked about it. Chris backed them yeah. on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's right. And so they have funded now uh, TVNZ Online. If you haven't watched it, go... Sorry, TVNZ On Demand, yes, rather. On Demand. On Demand. So uh, go in there and watch... If you haven't watched Season 1, watch it. If you haven't watched Season... If you have watched it, but you want to watch Season 2, well, it was three years ago Season 1 was made, uh, I would suggest you go back and watch Season 1 again. And there is a reason for that. If you watch it on TVNZ On Demand, it shows that it's worth them continuing to fund. And yes. I really do want to see 
that continuation of funding, not just for these guys, but it helps everybody get funding to do film stuff in the future. So if you're into film at all or you want to support artists, go and watch these. I think they're great. Um, and so episode one of season two I saw uh, is a bit of a change. There's a bunch of new characters, but we'll hear that in the interviews. And uh, if the interviews are good enough to... <laughs> <laughs> to listen to uh, when Sam's gone through them. Uh, those t- two interviews, so one with AFK and one with uh, CK Film Design, will be uh, posted as separate episodes, I believe. Yes. Um, and then I also recorded uh, a 45-minute talk with um, Jimmy Wong. So Jimmy Wong, for those that you may know of Freddie Wong, Jimmy is the younger brother uh, of Freddie Wong, a year younger. Yeah, I got a bit confused because I was thinking of Freddie. Yeah. So Freddie does more the production side and Jimmy's all about the acting. Uh, so okay, he's sense. here filming Mulan. I didn't know that the live version of Mulan was being filmed in New Zealand. Oh, so, no. I, did I, I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah. So um, so really interesting. Uh, so I didn't really know Jimmy. I'd seen him on a couple because he was in video game high school. He was in one of the characters in there. Okay. Um, but I hadn't really followed him. I didn't know much about him. It was really interesting. Good guy to talk to. I was sitting right up at front. But it, the quality of the recording is a bit different because it's talking through a microphone yeah. speakers and yeah. that. So. Yeah, I don't know how good that'll be. And I don't know how many people would be interested in listening to a whole 45 minutes. Uh, maybe that'll be a Patreon-only thing. Um, and uh, if that's the case, I might also see if we can get that David Farrier stuff into the Patreon archive. Yes. Mm. Sounds good. Make sure to check out uh, patreon.com forward slash the Chris and Sam podcast. Uh, every dollar helps us. Do something. Pay the bills. <laughs> Pay the bills. <laughs> Pay the bills. New Zealand Secret Santa Chris. Oh, is that coming up again? Well, no, it's been cancelled. They're not doing it. Oh, really? Yeah, I found it last week. Oh, so we're wow. so we're recording. So, how do you feel about that? Uh, well, so we're recording Tuesday, uh, the day after Labor Weekend, and the public will find out today. I think is when they get told. So no one else knows yet. Just me. Wow. Uh, so I, I was at the gym. And uh, my phone was ringing because you said they were trying to get hold of you, me. You last week, you told me, yeah, yeah, and and, and there was like this big delay, and then finally I had this missed phone call, and it was Libby. So I rang her back, and I could tell from the voicemail this isn't going to be good. So she rang up and she said, "Oh, we've," she said, "all indications was that they were all behind it. It was all going great. We were gearing up for another year, and now management have said no, it doesn't fit within our Christmas plan of what we want to do." And she was just she's she's the most gutted person around. She's just, yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I was like okay, and then she said, "I." They told me that I think it was like five weeks ago. She said, and she said, "I've been shopping it around to other places," and she had a big talk with Trade Me of all people, and they took forever to get back to her basically, and uh, they said we can't take something like that on board this close to Christmas. Starting from scratch, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So she said, uh, you know, they might be keen or someone will be keen and we'll talk about it. And she's going to write this blog post and publish it. And by the time you listen to this, it should be out. And uh, she was just apologizing and stuff. And I said, no, no, that's fine. I get it. I said, the only thing is I am disappointed that either A, they didn't decide to do it for this Christmas as the last time or... They decided to pull the pin like seven months ago and let everyone know. 
And she goes, yeah. She goes, if I knew last year's was the last one we were going to do, then we would have amped it right up and done things a bit different. Yeah, well, I, I, I understand that, but I think it, I know how corporations work and they wouldn't have thought about it last year. No, but no, they no. should have given more notice this year to uh, people, particularly, I think, you. If they told you three months ago even, then something could have happened. It might have been a lower budget one again or yeah. something. But-, so, but, but it was weird because she was talking, 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 and then she said to me, oh, um, you know, AJ's left, eh? And I was like, no, where'd he go? And she goes, oh, I don't know, somewhere else. So AJ is the main guy that was driving it with her and he's the technical side of it. So he's dealing with the coders and the people that were doing things behind the scenes. She does social media. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think him, she didn't say it, but I think him leaving would have been them going, well, we don't want to bring someone else into that thing. Yeah. She goes, oh, I thought he would have said to you that he was leaving. I was like, no, I wouldn't hear from him. Um... So we will see how. And I said to her, I said, "You, you know, I hope you're ready for this. The the people on social media." And she goes, "Yeah, I, I you know, feel pretty stink." And she goes, "Yeah, we're going to get hammered." She goes, "We're thinking of um, when we got told four weeks ago." So AJ's left, but in that four weeks somehow, she said, "Me and AJ were thinking we might have to like just turn off the Twitter accounts for a couple of days." And she said, well, you're probably going to get a few mentions as well. So I'm like, yeah, probably. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll be getting quite a bit. So we'll see how that plays out and what's happening. Yeah. And, and so, it may, <laughs> I don't know. So so how do you feel about it? Because uh, how many years has it been? Seven, I think. Seven. Yeah, they've done four out of three. Uh, it, it's fine. It's just what it is. And uh, I don't think it can go backwards to the grassroots thing where you send one person someone else's address. No. It's a different time and place and people freak out about everything these days. They probably shouldn't, but they do. Um, um, yeah, and some of them do. Should, yeah, you know. Understandably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting. They're sort of... She, I don't know. I haven't seen the blog post or anything, but she said that they're going to try and put it out there and see if any other big business wants to help out with it's that. It's too late now. No, no, too late now, but for next for year. For next year, yeah. But it's still, I still think they are the best people to do it. It's hard to think of anybody else who could, given the whole that, that whole addressing thing. Because if you had to pay, That's if somebody the, else did it, and then they had to pay New Zealand Post to do their address recalibration thing, it'd be... So the, yeah, so then I'm thinking about like the logistics of, doing it like grassroots and the two things are is the cost of shipping everything out you'd want that covered and you'd need a decent sized space to store everything that was secure everything else would just be take forever and you'd have to call in a whole bunch of people to help organize yeah go through packages and stuff but so i don't know we will see Mm. we will see well maybe uh you should just start Going internationally and um, and hiring yourself out as a secret Santa consultant to uh, different post offices around the world. Well, they do. Well, I don't know about that, but I did talk to <laughs> uh, there. Uh, there was that English crowd last year that were keen on doing Birmingham, it. Mate. Was it Birmingham? Birmingham? Sounds good. Something like that. Uh, I mean, they do it on Reddit, and yeah. Reddit do heaps though. They do all sorts of different ones now, like right. themed ones, like people that are into this thing, and because they do. They do Secret Santa and then they do random gift exchanges throughout the year as well. And they're doing, I don't know, like 80,000 people or something stupid. Wow. But you still get a person's address. Yeah. Like, this is the person you've got, send it to them. You yeah. don't have that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 
that cut out. Yeah. So here yeah, we go. That's a shame. Oh, Mate. well. So it's the end of an era. Well, there you go. You've heard it. I was going to say you've heard it first. I on know, the, I know. Uh, you've heard the, it delayed. You've heard it first on the Christmas Ham podcast, but you haven't. I heard it first on the Christmas Ham podcast. Go me. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let us know what you think about that if you're listening. If you've taken part of, uh, you know, Twitter Secret Santa or New Zealand Secret Santa, as it was called, let us know what you your experience of it was and how you feel about it. Um, Closing or or whatever or changing, changing or whatever or whatever yeah. Hey, making a murderer, Chris. Oh yeah, what, what's going on? Season two's out. Binge watch the whole lot. Get into it. Oh really? Yeah. You've already watched it all. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. Ten yeah. episodes, Chris. Ten episodes. Uh, he's uh, Stephen Avery has a new lawyer. Her name's Kathleen. So is this real time? Well, like when I say real time, you know, the last I mean. the last episode they're talking about June or July this year. Oh wow! Yep. Okay, cool. And uh, I have to rewatch first episode. No, season, you I think, don't. I don't know if I no, remember it. No, you don't need to. Just watch this. Okay. You're like Sarah. I got to watch the first, watch it again. No, they'll cover bits and pieces. So he, <laughs> it doesn't like no. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right. So he's got this new lawyer called Kathleen, and basically she. <coughs> Is the top lawyer in America, I think, for getting people, innocent people, out of prison. She's done it yeah. 17 times. Yeah. And and she just, the the level, so in the first season, you think his lawyers are pretty good? Nothing compared to this chick. Holy shit. So good. Yeah. Uh, and you will get super angry and ragey at people. <laughs> That's why, see, yeah, damn it. This is what we should have been recording, because watching Sam get super angry and ragey on watching a TV program is one of the most entertaining moments of my life. It really is. <laughs> so uh, I think the gist of everything is when he got out of prison the very, very first time for the wrongful conviction and he was in there for 18 years, he then put in a motion for, I think it was $32 million payment. Yeah. And... From watching this, it seems like... And it sounded, at the time, if I remember rightly, he was sort of, oh, you know, I'm out, that's all I care about. And the lawyers were like, no, 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 you've got to go for the money because, of course, they get a cut of it. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, okay. Like, I think he would have been happy if he got a couple of hundred grand to get him, his life kickstarted. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so there, uh, there is, I've looked it online, there's a... There's people saying that they think that the documentary makers put in a lot of bias in this season as well. They said that they think that they've biased to, that he is um, not guilty. They've come back and said, we just filmed what we could. This is it. And at the start of every... Yeah, but the reality... And, and in their defence, the reality is, if only one side's opening up to you, that's oh, the side no. you're going to see. So in this season, uh, at the start, or is it the end, uh, they've got a, a title card... And there's about 50 or 60 people that would not talk to them. And yeah. every episode, it shows them, yeah. like their names. Uh, really good. Um, and you just got to watch the whole lot because as the episodes go on, there's just more and more craziness. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I'll have to watch that. That'd be great. That'd be great. You've got like 11 hours to do that today, Chris. You'll be fine. 
Oh, so I fly out 6.45 tomorrow morning. Yeah, heaps of time to watch that. Um, so I haven't worked out how I'm getting to the airport yet. That's not important the day and before. I, and I haven't worked out how to um, how to get from Brisbane Airport to Noosa yet. I mean, that's not important either. Well, I've got a thumb. I've got two thumbs still. Um, oh, my God. So it'll, it'll be fun. I'll, I'll work that out yeah, today. Fun. It's on my list of things to do today as as well as get a haircut and um, clean the house up a little bit and um, uh, oh, and pack my stuff because I, I made a list in bed this morning of the stuff I need to pack to take with me. So, <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, I, I, everything's going well in the organized life of Chris. <laughs> It is. Uh, if you're a Patreon, you would have seen a very special little uh, post uh, about um, Chris and his email. Uh, go check that out if you haven't already. Do I have to be? Do I have to become a Patreon to Patreon to? Um, you were there. The story's about you. Yeah, I don't know what you posted though. I just posted the story. I'll show you later. <laughs> anyway, okay. make sure to check out all the stuff at ChrisandSamPodcast.com. Come say hi to us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, yes, so um, what's coming up? I'm I'm off to Aussie. You're off on the big school camp school next week. Camp school camp doesn't um, do it justice. The epicness of the railways and the and Wellington so and everything. I, I don't know what children I'm supposed to look after, but apparently they might be the okay ones, according to my daughter. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, so we will be back the following weekend. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. No, we will because I will be around. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sweet. So, um, otherwise, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Facebook because there will be a few posts from Australia and possibly from the school trip uh, happening. Um, and uh, and check out thechristensandpodcast.com. Uh, we might have some links from today's uh, episode in there and bits and pieces. Yes. Very good. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.